You're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. The last I checked, I'm the only one with a job around here. When you pay the bill. McDonald's. You got McDonald's money. The big payback. Back. Need some get back. <laughs> payback. Okay, I, I can't do nothing else because I might have to pay somebody. The big payback. Yeah, that sounds like a real trumpet, didn't it? <laughs> I'm mad. Hey, get down with my girlfriend. What up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It is Hadia Robinson. And yeah, this is season three. I just decided I was gone and I was like, this is crazy. Um, So I just, in my brain, told myself that I told y'all that season two was over and that we had a great final episode. And then I was like, yeah, they know. Because I be feeling like y'all know. Because, like, you know, sometimes when I'm going on a rant and I be like, you know, I don't have to do that because y'all know and I know who I'm talking to. So I just use that mindset and said they know that I'm gonna be back but also they know it's just season three so what up it's season three black ass podcast back in a fit we cool (laughs) (laughs) so uh we okay cool all right so thanks everybody for uh, logging on and clicking download or being like, what? This bitch actually recorded an episode? Yeah, like, yeah, guys. It's happening. Um, Thank you guys so much for going back listening to older episodes. Thank you guys for the new people who are following me on Facebook even though I didn't put up an episode. I like, I thank y'all. Thank y'all. You give me hope. You give me hope that I can be a better me. You know what I'm saying? That's some that sounds like very Maya Angelou-esque, you know? I felt like her spirit came to me just now in that moment and was like, you should tell them. <laughs> That's the, my, that, um, okay. I, I apologize. I might have disrespected uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. I just, my spirit, okay. Um, what up, y'all? It's been a couple of weeks. I'm, it's summertime. I hope y'all are enjoying your summer. Um, listen, this is my message to all black people. For and during these summer months, please get out and eat some watermelon, like proudly. And I'm, sentenced, I'm saying that to one very specific person. I'm not going to say their name, but they hate to see Black people eating watermelon in public. I'm probably talking to more people than I think. But listen, what what do we have to be ashamed of? Watermelon is an amazing freaking fruit. Do you understand how much juice is in a watermelon? How cooling a watermelon is? It, you have this huge fruit that you can get full off of. It clears your skin. It helps you go to the bathroom. It clears your body out. And y'all out here acting like y'all don't want to eat it. This is the most cooling thing you can eat in the summertime when it's hot as hell. The sun beating down. You getting actual, you getting like food and you getting drink at the same time. And y'all like, I don't want to eat it because white people see 
So fucking what? Why why are we sitting up denying ourselves the glory that is watermelon because some white person looking at white people voted for Trump. That look, they can't we can't be embarrassed by nothing nothing else in front of white people. White people legit voted for Trump. So at this point anything white people do, it don't matter. Anything we do, you know, it, it's it's not going to be as bad as voting for Trump unless you actually did vote for Trump. And it's a few of y'all out there thought that shit was going to be funny. Thought, oh, he a good businessman because you, you wasn't really paying attention and doing no damn research. You was listening to him say, I'm a good businessman. And you was like, yeah, he a good businessman. But they didn't do none of the research about what his business really is and how he got. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You know what you did. You know what you did. I'm not going to. We ain't even got to talk about it. I'm saying this. It's summertime, it's hot, you with your friends, y'all talk about going to the beach, y'all talking about hanging out, y'all talking about, you know, going to cook out somewhere, drive out somewhere, lay out a picnic, barbecue, have, have some fun. You better take your ass a watermelon with you. You understand what I'm telling you? Go to the thing, go to the grocery store, get one of the watermelon that sound like hollow, I can't do that. It's like, it's like, a, it's like when you smack it because, you know, in certain ways, you got to choose your watermelon. You got to smack it, and it kind of gives you this hollowness. You know it's something in there, but it's like maybe it's empty on the inside. That's how you know you got a good one, right? It's got like a kind of flat part. It's kind of white. The rest of the watermelon is green, but it's got kind of this white area on there. That means it's been sitting, and it's been in the dirt, and it was good, and the rest got the sun on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the sweet one. Bring that to your house, but you leave it. In the house for one extra day. One, that's all you're going to need. One extra day. Boom. After that extra day, cut it open, right? Saran wrap over the top. If you ghetto as hell, plastic bag over the top. Please clean the inside of that plastic bag. If you ghetto and dirty, then, hey, you're just going to have a dirty-ass plastic bag on your watermelon. But guess what? It's okay. Leave that watermelon in the refrigerator overnight. Let it get extra cold, okay? Boom. Next morning, you cut the watermelon into nice chunks. Not that thin shit. You don't want people to be grabbing it and then it slip out their hand. You want to get nice-sized chunks. That way, people, the nasty ones that that's not going to fork, they just not going to use a fork. You know the nasty family members I'm talking about. They just come from running and playing, and they just run and stick their dirty-ass fingers right into the watermelon. And if you don't catch them fast enough and smack the shit out of them, you just got dirty finger watermelon pieces in your mix, right? Boom. Now, this is the part that some people don't be up on. You take the watermelon juice that's run off, then you use that for watermelon margaritas for the grown people, right? Take a take a quarter of one of the pieces, right? Blend that up, strain it out, take that juice, mix it with some tequila, mix it with some lime, mix it with some mixer, ice, boom, watermelon margarita. Y'all got something for the kids, something for the grown-ups, out living your best life. And at the end of the day, if you just want to cut that bitch into wedges and eat the motherfucking watermelon right in the middle of your motherfucking picnic, looking out into the world like, who gonna check me now? I applaud you. Do that. Black people, stop denying uh, Stop denying yourself, because I'm not gonna deny myself. I'm telling you right now, I will take a whole ass slice of watermelon, walk down the motherfucking street with that bitch, and switch it. Remember how Bernadette, after she burned the car... <laughs> That's me. That's me. 
That's me walking down the street with my watermelon, honey. If I had hair, it would be just as tossed and blowing in the wind. Like, bitch, I wish a motherfucker would. Okay. Sorry, I'm like seven F-bombs in, and it's uh, a smooth two minutes into the show. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, We're back. Uh, It's so much going on, guys. I just, woo. I was scouring, though. I was looking, trying to find something beautiful. So I'm going to start with something nice. Uh, On the black-ass bright side, um... LeBron James just opened an elementary school in his hometown. Listen, feel how you want to feel about LeBron's. You can say he wasn't the greatest player. He didn't. He should have won more championships than he's won. And whatever you want to say about LeBron, be when, once you compare him off the court, there is no comparison. Nobody has put up as much money. Nobody is doing this venture right here. That what he's done. Listen, he's opened up an elementary school in his, in his hometown. Boom. Not only is it a public school, so kids can come to this school. It's a school for at-risk youth, so they're already going to be getting extra, like, um, you know, extra needed support. support. You know, when kids are going through... When you think about what some of these kids are going through, a lot of kids are going through. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're acting out in school, and they're, it's, it's messed up. And shout out to all the teachers that's about to go, go right back into those bowels of hell that is the educational system. But some of these kids are really enduring a lot of shit, have endured a lot of shit. Some of these kids leave school, go home. There's no food, no mama. They got to take care of their little brothers and sisters. They got to clean up the house. They got to keep their mama boyfriend from touching them. They got to keep their daddy girlfriend from touching them. It's just, it's a hot ass mess. But then they still have to try to come to school, try to, you know, own little to no sleep, nothing on their stomach, and then try to retain information and move their life forward. And so many children have been doing that. And now there's a school that actually will support them doing that. And not only will these kids be getting a good education, but they're going, every kid that graduates goes to college for free, son, game over, hands down. You cannot beat that. Kobe is not beating that. You, You can't name me one thing Kobe has done that beats this. You can't, you definitely ain't going to tell me shit Michael Jordan did because Michael Jordan ain't did shit. You know what I'm saying? Besides make shoes. And I mean, that shit is cool, but who are those shoes really for? Right? So it ain't Michael Jordan. Steph Curry doing his thing. He working with President Obama. I think that's great. He got a cold ass jumper. He's cute. He looked like he nine years old, legit nine years old, but he ain't doing this. So at the end of the day, shout out to LeBron James for opening the I Promise School. Now, the name, but hey, I promise these kids, they don't, it's better than where the fuck they was at. How about that? I promise you that. (laughs) I promise you if my kid was going there, I promise you if I had some kids, I probably would move to Akron, Ohio so they can go to that school and get that free-ass college education, I tell you that. And I promise you, if they was up in school acting up, talking, saying any damn thing, I promise you I'll beat their ass. (laughs) Like, you ain't going to mess up this free-ass scholarship. That's what you're not going to do, okay? I don't give a damn what's going on. Yeah, I'm out here on crack, but what you not about to do (laughs) is you. (laughs) I'm sober enough to know you ain't about to fuck up this I'm sorry that I didn't, I shouldn't put myself on crack. I should have made it about another person that, but you got, okay, cool. 
Um, so the school has already identified um, <clears throat> that the school district, I'm sorry, has identified that um, 100 and ki- 120 children that were a year or more behind in reading level. And they um, they plan to expand through eighth grade by 2022. Uh, there are 40 faculty members, faculty and staff, and uh, <clears throat> they have longer school days and a longer school year, which let me tell you something. When a teacher signs up for a longer school day and a longer school year, that teacher is dedicated. You understand me? Like that teacher, regardless of what it ends up becoming, when you sign up and say, yo, I'm going to go to work in this environment for longer than everybody else is working, longer days and more time out of the year, you know, let me, let me just take a side step to really shout out all the teachers that are for real about to go back and start teaching. Like I'm, I don't even have kids, but just the kids that are around me that are at home all day. I don't, I don't, I don't, I please take them now, get them out of my face, get them from over my head, from next door. I don't want to hear them running. I don't want to hear them screaming. I don't want to hear them crying. Please get them into a building where y'all are so y'all can contain that. Thank y'all so much for your service. I mean, it's like when you think about the true American heroes, soldiers, teachers, you know, it's like in that order. It's actually teachers first, then maybe soldiers because, you know, the soldiers wouldn't even really have to soldier if it wasn't for dumbass people creating wars. So, you know, but kids need education every day. So it's like te- maybe teachers first. Teachers, soldiers, doctors, you know, but teachers is up the teachers is up there above a lot of motherfuckers. For real. Like the Lord's work you understand me so if there's a teacher in your life man give them a hug you know pray over them remember that picture of LeBron LeBron. the the picture of President Obama when he was still a candidate running for president and all those pastors was like laying hands and it was just like a whole group of black pastors around him they all just kind of reached their hands out trying to pray over him that's what y'all need to do for the teachers in y'all life around y'all. When you go to the school to meet your child's teacher, just just hold their hand and just say a silent prayer for them, you know, and just try to understand the position that they coming from. Yeah, I get it that, you know, you feel like your kid ain't that bad and your kid is this and that and that and that. But think about this. That teacher ain't you. So what your kid ain't doing in the house doesn't mean they not going to do it in school. And most of y'all know y'all badass fucking kids. You know your kid got a little slick ass mouth. They don't say shit directly to you. But you hear them mumbling when you leave the room and you tell them to do something. You're like, what? nothing but you heard that damn mumbling so you know she ain't mumbling in front of the teacher but she gonna mumble for your ass so if the teacher come to you and tell you that your kid got a little problem with a little slick ass mouth that's when you turn around and you bop you real quick with the quick hand so the teacher don't even see it she can't report it because it was so damn quick remember felicia rashad in that terrible tyler perry movie um 
good deeds. Yeah, I watch Tyler Perry movies. I don't like them. They be terrible. Not I watch them. Okay, let me take that back, Tyler Perry. If you want me to act in something, I will absolutely be terrible, terrible acting in your shit. No problem. <laughs> I would love to do some terrible acting in one of your films. <laughs> I would, I would deliver the worst performance in one of your films. So please call me. You ain't even gotta fly me nowhere. I'm right down the street, probably. <laughs> I have and have not no problem <laughs> being in one of I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. Anyway, good deeds. Boom. Tyler Perry plays uh, <laughs> and Felicia Rashad plays his mama. And uh they got a he got a brother that ain't shit and drunk all the time and angry for you know, Tyler Perry never tell you why the characters is angry. This nigga just <laughs> this nigga just angry like so why are you so damn mad you cute you don't have to be this angry. but he angry he angry as shit he says some disrespectful shit to felicia rashad and felicia rashad give him that claire huxtable goddamn eyebrow arch where you know something about to go down. you don't know what it is but you know something about to go down and i'm telling you this woman hand come up and across his face and yeah she didn't smack him in real life but the the passion behind the movement of her hand told me that she didn't smack somebody in her life just like that. Like that was an official black mama slap. Like that was one of them. What the pow, fuck you say? Like in that order. What the hand comes up across the face, knuckles across the nose, back head flops back, and the hand is back 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 down by the purse. And you ain't even, you don't, you're like, what the fuck? That shit was on some Bruce Lee split speed. If you, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, look at uh, Enter the Dragon. It might have been Enter the Dragon where Bruce Lee was on that island and it was Jim Kelly and the one white dude and they was fighting a man that had the fake hand and uh, Bruce Lee was up there. It was a big competition or whatever. And Bruce Lee went up there to fight the white dude and the white dude had to scratch over his eye or whatever. And Bruce Lee, they, they, the back of their hands was up together and Bruce Lee just punched him in the face and the shit was so strong, fast that the dude didn't even see the shit coming. And this, if you don't, still not clear of what movie I'm talking about. It's this, in that same movie, at the end of that same scene, he knocked the dude out, jump in the air, jump on the dude's chest, and he just like fucking like all the energy in his body got him like quaking and shit. He like, and he looking like like his face looked like he can feel him stepping through this man's soul with his feet. Like, okay. Anyway, back good deeds, back mama smack, back teachers, boom. So. <laughs> I said all of that to say, all of that to say. <sighs> Teachers, we praying for y'all this school year. I mean, I can't imagine what y'all about to walk into between the level up challenge and the shiggity shit challenge and the kiki, do you love me? These kids going to be kiki in their ass all up and through the class. It's going to be kids running, kiki, do you love me? Look, Miss Johnson. They going to be wanting you to do the shiggity challenge. And you're like, bitch, I'm not, I'm in my feelings because you won't sit the fuck down. <laughs> I'm about to level up this belt across your goddamn face. <laughs> so shout out to LeBron, a true king, a true um, 
philanthropist. He's been giving money. So shout out to LeBron. He's not doing anything that he hasn't been doing already right now. It's just on a huge scale, on a huge scale. Um, and the other... In other amazing news, shout out to Beyonce, um, who will be on the cover of Vogue, but she took it to the next level where she legit took control of her shoot. She was like, listen, um, that's cute what y'all doing, um, but this is what I want. I like, I want this look. I want this, I want the pictures to look like this. I'm going to wear this and I'm going to hire my own photographer. And she ends up hiring a 23-year-old photographer named Tyler Mitchell. And he is the first black photographer to shoot for Vogue in the magazine's 126-year history. Think about fucking that that shit is crazy you know it just really highlighted for me that although these companies aren't outwardly racist although although there's no, they're not in the news for saying something outwardly racist or there's no scandal about emails and people you know there's no discrimination lawsuit or whatever they're still racist how the fuck does Vogue have 126 years of magazine covers and not one fucking black photographer? Like, that's crazy. I mean, this, that is crazy. And, it, and here's the most beautiful, the beautiful part of it is, is that this black woman is saying, oh, okay, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this shit extra black. And I'm, it's not... Like, it's a big deal because she's doing it, but white people put white people on all the time and it's never a thing. It's just like what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I say that to say this, as black people, that should be what we do too. Not that you're necessarily like, okay, let me say, let me say it like this. White people get their shot. They always fucking get their shot. So why wouldn't you as a black person be the one to make sure a black person gets a shot. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you got a white person that you work with and you really vibe with them and y'all cool, and but it's, if you have the choice, if you can make the choice, if you can make the call, make the call. Because white people are going to choose white people. And it's not like, it may not even be necessarily be a racist thing. It's just like, oh, this is who I know. This is my, this is my good friend's son. I owe this person a favor, so they're going to put this and on that's what that's how businesses do it so when you are a black person in a position to actually do something then and you can make the call make the fucking call make the call because if you don't then guess what 126 years will pass you know what i'm saying um so it's it's the upcoming September if issue. Tyler Mitchell, only 23 years old. Like think about how much life this boy, like how much he's elevated already, right? And then think about how this is going to change the whole fucking trajectory of his shit, right? Like gone. This like that that made me excited. You know what I'm saying? So 23 years old, his work is already known in Cuba. Um and he was in the New York Times Up Next series back in November. Um, 
And he's he's just been gaining attention since 2015. So in 2015, he was only 20 years old, and he's already he's he self published a book of photos, um, and he's just doing his thing. So shout out to Beyonce for kind of, I mean, the boy was already on track. So that also says a lot too. You can't, you know, to follow up what I just said a minute ago about making a call and putting somebody on. To the people who are looking to get put on, you can't get put on if you're not already putting that work in. If you're not already doing the work in advance, if you're not already putting yourself in a position to be seen, to be even on the radar, on the list, on the short list of or the long list of the upcoming who's next, who's about to blow, you know, who's doing great work out there. So it's a two part thing. If you a position, if you're in a position to get somebody on, then you have your part to play. But also if you're looking to get put on, if you're looking for that level up, <laughs> go ahead, Sierra. Level up. Hey, level up. Hey, level up. Okay. Okay, sidebar. I got to take the sidebar. As much as the beat is dope and I'm loving the song, what the fuck is she talking about, though? Like, when you really get into the nuances, what is she, is she, what is she saying? Is she she even, I don't even think she's saying anything. She's, listen, yummy all in your tummy. Good night. Come on. That that ain't even a real lyric. That's some shit you say to a little kid. Yummy in your tummy. That's some shit you say to a baby when they eating applesauce. Like, but hey, I've heard worse lyrics from goddamn Migos. So level up, hey, level up, hey, level up, level up, level up. Okay. Anyway, um, that was just a quick sidebar, but it's fine. Um, what else is going on? I'm trying to find all of the good stuff first, guys. It is so hard right now. Um, hey, guys, there's a new font called. Uh, <laughs> uh, in other news, um, more than 380 Georgia voters received purge notices. Um, as you know, the midterm elections are coming up. I hope everybody is registered to vote. Um, y'all listen, one thing I know for sure is that these Republicans are going to do everything in their freaking power to make sure that people can't vote. So, um, and I get that y'all, you know, it's still stupid people out there voting don't matter. Listen, Voting matters more than you can imagine because your vote is not just for the president. Your vote is for the people who are going to help the president either block or uphold the president's decision. In this case, we don't want this this fucking idiot to be able to do anything. We need at, we need the whole system watched. There needs to be zero Republicans left in the house in. By the midterm elections, there should be no Republican representatives there to make no damn calls. Because if you if you haven't been paying attention, let me get you information. These people will do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And Trump, obviously, it's very clear and very obvious that he, what he's doing is not for the country. It's for him, his creepy looking ass kids, his robot looking daughter, his 
no speak barely speaking english ass wife with her fucking disapproving look at everything thinking she's smoldering bitch no bye right and his pockets and him and him and him and him and the hoes he fucking obviously and the hookers he gotta pay off so uh, hookers playboy prostitute whatever porn stars you get what i'm saying porn star hooker I, you know whatever fine um but it's not for everybody else and if you haven't noticed that already then just go when you go to vote just go down and hit everybody democrat because at this point yes we don't have the luxury of being like well this person is blah 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 right we need to just kind of get all of the motherfuckers out of there because it's not they they don't even they don't even have the balls to say, you know what? I think this is wrong. I'm not going to vote. I'm probably going. If I'm listen, if John McCain didn't have that brain tumor, I'm telling you he would be voting exactly how they want him to vote. He would not be he would not have voted against overturning Obamacare. He wouldn't have even stood up the little bit that he has stood up. The one thing about Republicans, when they decide they're going to do something, they move together. So that means that regardless of what new information comes out with the Russia investigation, regardless of the fact that at this point there's no question that there was collusion, that the Trump administration worked with the, the Russians to infiltrate, and, and which doesn't, you know, I feel like to the everyday person, they're like, well, what the fuck do that mean? What it means is that he is not here to support the American people. He has a completely alternate agenda. That means that, listen, you're not going to strike some kind of deal and not have to give something up in return. So, yeah, you might not think it affects you in the big picture, but who knows what decisions that he will make to satisfy this deal that will change everything. And as a, as a person of color in this country... You better be fucking concerned because when fucked up decisions are made, we get hit the worst. When terrible, when when the economy start going bad, we get hit the worst. When they start fucking with the crime and 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 messing with the the legislation and the Supreme Court judges and who you think is gonna suffer? Not these mother black people. Black people are the ones that are gonna suffer. People of color are the ones that's gonna be at the at the hands of whatever this new decision and new turn is going to be. And based on Trump and who he aligns himself with, that's not to our advantage. Okay. I've been said this. I, and I, and I stand by it and I wouldn't be surprised. We wake up one day and all of a sudden it's like slavery is reinstated in some kind of way. Not that it ever went away. It's just been remixed. I've said that before I stand by it, but at this point, shit, they, he probably could go in there and say, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing slavery back. And then what? Who going if there's no, if there are still Republicans in there, they're just going to stand by it because all of them decide, oh, that's what we doing? Okay, well, put me in the game. They, none of them have no backbone. None of them stand up. None of them have any integrity. None of them are going to say, you know what? I don't, I can't stand with this. I, I, I can't vote with this. They all end up falling right in line. So guess what? That decision come down. What you, uh, people love to talk about what they're going to do. Shit, I ain't about to go and I ain't about to. Yeah. Okay. 
Tell you have to until the rule come down until they come marching some soldiers up in your house and dragging you out your damn house. Yeah, you ain't. It's a whole bunch of shit you ain't going to do until it really happened. So that's all I'm saying. I say all that and 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 all that to say. Make sure that you have your voter registration updated. Make sure you know that you are registered to vote. Start looking into it now. Start talking to everybody you know. Start having conversations. If you have somebody in your life, man, that shit don't matter. I don't. All right, bro. Well, look, let's just go do it anyway. Come on down here and vote, and I'm going to go take you, and we're going to get a two for two from McDonald's. Go ahead and just get this shit done, and we'll go get some wings. We'll go. Let's go vote real quick, and we'll go down and watch the game and and get some beer. I'm going to buy you a beer. Like, if that's what it takes, then fine. These ignorant people that's in your life that feel like voting don't matter, then if you have to bribe them, bribe them. Bribe them. Ladies, if your man is dumb as hell, okay, you know where I was going with that. First of all, you shouldn't be with him, but fine. If if that's what you got to do, fuck him one last time, get his ass to vote, and then bitch, break up with him because he is stupid. <laughs> it ain't worth, it ain't worth it. Um, 380 voters purged. Here's the, here's the, here's the creepy and and disturbing thing about it, most of these people only found out they were purged because they had filed a change of registration or they had had inter- some interaction. So if you're, that's why it's important to look and find out your status right now. Make sure that you are re-registered. If you need to be re-registered, find out exactly where you need to go. Make sure they don't try to move your shit at the last minute. Like really set some time, really start thinking right now how you're going to vote how are you going to get there? Start creating your whole little, okay, I'm going to ride with you to the thing. If they move, especially in these rural areas, they'll move the fucking voting booth out to, you know, who knows where. And if it's open, if your state has open carry, if your state has legal, uh, you can carry a weapon legally, I say take a weapon. I, I'm sorry that sound fucked up. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I, I, what? Uh, that's the what? Okay, this is that's the world that I see right now. You might have uh, in these areas where you, it's one or two black people. I mean, when you think about the reports of how fucking bold these fucking these racist ass crackers are. Yeah, I said it. It is what it is. I'm talking about racist motherfucking crackers. These areas where they are so fucking bold, where they feel so comfortable, where they leaning out the window, chasing people, harassing people because they know that that black person is one of maybe eight black people in the whole town. Then what the fuck do you think? Anyway, so do what you feel comfortable with. I'm just saying, I know if I lived in fucking bum fuck ass Iowa, I'd have my pistol with me. I wouldn't, you don't have to carry it out. You ain't got to have it flashing, walking in there like you fucking holding the place up. You ain't got to have it with your shirt tucked over the back of it so motherfuckers see the handle and shit like you goddamn wired herb. You ain't got to do all that. You ain't got to have your hands, you know, tingling fucking jazz hands over your pistol grip. You ain't got to do all that. I'm just saying. This is America. <laughs> don't let you get don't, don't get you slipping um I'm saying no. Oh. 
hey um it's just like this is this is the country that we're in right now speaking of what is, what is what is the plans for the nfl are y'all watching at all i mean i felt like last year legit i didn't watch any games until i watched the super bowl i watched the super bowl i did watch the super bowl but like i didn't watch no other game i'm I, wait i'm thinking in my head I I might have gone, I was, I take that back. I went on a date and we went to a little bar and we had wings and the game was on. But like consciously turned the game on, consciously made an effort, effort to be to, at someone's house and buy snacks and do all that game shit. Nothing. I did none of that. And I, but I did watch the Super Bowl. But at this point in the game, I, I'm not interested. I don't think I want to see any moment of this shit. I don't want to, I don't want to, I think previously I would see football as just a sport and I could kind of detach the whole auctioning of it, the, 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 the mandingo-ness of it. You know what I'm saying? The bodies clashing and necks breaking and, you know, these dudes trying to kill each other to run this ball and, you know, they getting their money, but it's really for, you know what I'm saying? But now I cannot watch it. I cannot think about football and not think of slavery and not think of, you know, y'all, boy, get, you better get out, get out there, boy. You better run that goddamn boy. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't detach that. I can't not, especially when you look at Jerry Jones' old ass, you look at some of these old fucking dry faces, um, fucking league owners, they all fucking white, look like they all live in a basement in a crypt and shit that's cold. They don't never really be in the sun like they be in the sun, but they don't really be in the sun. As soon as they get outside, their neck immediately turn red. One of them old, like just two, one stage before Crypt Keeper old, you know, and they rich as fuck and they just scowling because they just looking at how well the black body is running and how fit it is and they just sitting there fuming. God damn there just look at this goddamn strong body ass son of a bitch i put my goddamn right it's that's what i feel like it's going goddamn nigger just running the goddamn ball sweating monkey like they just saying the most fucking racist shit they could ever think of shit that you wouldn't even think is a racist term like who the fuck says that right and they just on the sidelines fucking or in the in the skybox watching it like they watching fucking chess play like chess pieces move it's, it's all a fucking game to them you know what i'm saying and i can't cuz i'm gonna be watching it and i'm gonna be pissed because i'm gonna be sitting there watching these men either fall in line or why even show up like what is the my thing is, even if you feel like you're going to kneel, what is the point of even showing up? Like to have somebody make that kind of ultimatum on your life when they are when they are offering zero fucking sweat. These people are offering zero strength, effort, endurance, uh, athleticism. They offer fucking nothing. But they want to tell you what the fuck you can and can't do and you risking your life, like legit risking your life 
to play a game that only truly lines their pocket. You get your cut. You get a little something. But you don't get no real fucking money. Not, not by comparison. By comparison, it's like you ever see somebody eat like some real flaky bread and then they bite and the shit just kind of all the like crumbs just kind of burst off of it like right and it's you see it on the table and that's the shit they dust off the table like oh shit my bad i'm got that shit all on the fucking table and they sweep it on the floor that's what the fuck the nfl players is getting you know what i'm saying by comparison by comparison you know it's like yeah if a mouse came upon that shit and, and seen it on the ground they'd be like nigga I'm about to, woo, let me go get all my friends. We about to eat, right? And it's, they get full because, you know, it's just a little mouse. So they, it's a nice little, you know, something to hold over and have for a rainy day. But it ain't that motherfucking sandwich, though. It ain't that whole ass sandwich. So I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm into it. I want to figure out what the fuck I'm going to watch. Maybe every game I find an old-ass black movie to watch. That's what I'm going to do. Every NFL game, every big game, I'm going to be watching a black-ass movie. And I'm going to post it. Y'all watch it with me. If you're, if you're truly boycotting the NFL. And, lem, and let me just say this. You know, they like to put out there that, oh, the, the people who were truly boycotting and the reason why the NFL, you know, was feeling some type of way and their ratings was going down is because of the white people that wasn't watching. I don't think so. I think, I truly think it was because of the black people that weren't watching and the people who really were just like, I'm not supporting this shit because it goes completely goes against, you know, what America is supposed to stand for. And not that, you know, and that's for the people who really believe that America has any kind of fucking moral value or fucking true moral code. Cause <laughs> okay. But you know, but of course it's going to be, it's going to be promoted and, of course, it's going to be put out into the world, publicized as, oh, the NFL is suffering because white people are mad because black people are kneeling. When that's not necessarily the case. But, you know, when you have the power of the media, you can you can put whatever message you want out there. So if you are somebody that feel like you're you want to boycott the NFL because you know, you feel like it's racist and for whatever reason you want to, don't feel like everybody else ain't boycotting it. It's, it's, it's other people with you. Tr trust me, it's other people with you. I had a few conversations last year with people that was like, nah, I don't fuck with that shit no more. And I was like, oh, okay, word. But I knew for me, I was like, I don't care who's not watching it. I'm definitely, definitely not watching that shit. So um, I'll be watching black ass movies. Matter of fact, boom, I'm going to go down a black ass movie list and I'm going to start, I'm going to watch Try to watch every fucking movie that's on that list. That's boom. That's what I'm going to do. So I got to figure out when the first game is supposed to start, and then I'll start posting. So I will let y'all know. That's, that's going to be cool. Yeah, black-ass movies over NFL. Ah, yes. All right. Um, so... This is a little bit older. I was supposed to do this, of course, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe last week. Um, the woman who was arrested in the Sarah Land, um, Alabama Waffle House was found guilty of disorderly conduct, conduct and resisting arrest. Now, um, Jaquisa Clemens, <clears throat> if you don't remember, was at a Waffle House. 
Um, and she wanted utensils. They didn't give it to her. They charged her for it. She wanted her money back. They ended up calling the police. And then she was tackled by police, wrestled to the ground. Her, she, her breast was exposed. She was dragged out. And, um, and then they ended up going to court. And then the result was she will have to pay a $200 fine plus court fees for each of her charges and she has to spend 10 days, um, 10 days for, uh, wait, wait. he sentenced her to 10 days, but said he will suspend the sentence for one year of informal probation. So um, now, mind you, she was not irate. She had a dispute with them on the in, inside the restaurant because she wanted her money back. The police came and completely fucking escalated everything. R- Cops wrestled this girl, and she's a girl. She's not no tall-ass woman. She's a girl. She, not even tall-ass woman. She's not a grown woman. She's not an adult man. She is a girl. She's 20-something. And they wrestled her to the ground. Her breast is out. Like, it's just completely embarrassing. It's all over social media. And she ends up having to pay a $200 fine, court fees, and they were going to send her to jail. Like, and this is before the boy got choked out in the Waffle House. This is before, and there's still motherfuckers going to the Waffle House. So I don't understand who the fuck... How how the fuck you can, with good conscience, walk into any Waffle House anywhere in the United States of America? If it's a Waffle House in goddamn Beijing, I wouldn't walk in that bitch. And they, it's a whole other ass country. At this point, any Waffle House, I'm not going in there. I don't give a f- Listen, I wouldn't give a fuck if they were serving waffles with, sh- with strippers, like, flopping a dick on it not that I would eat that because you know <laughs> just saying it would be something to see like to see the the syrup jumping when okay <clears throat> sorry I apologize what I mean is there's nothing and that's gonna go down in a waffle house there's nothing they're gonna offer me at a fucking dirty ass waffle house that's gonna make me forget that police were called to a Waffle House and a girl was wrestled to the ground by police officers and her breast was exposed and then she ends up going to court and having to pay a fine and ends up with a one year probation. There's there's no amount of fucking waffles. There's no hash browns. There's no sausage. They're not gonna put apples in a the sausage. They're not gonna do anything. Spent. They're not gonna fucking give me bourbon-crusted, sugar-crusted bacon. I'm not going to get any kind of special syrup. They're not going to give me no goddamn agave. It's Nothing is going to happen in the Waffle House that's going to make me forget this. And all this does is tell motherfuckers at the Waffle House, oh, it's cool if you call the police. 
The police got y'all, whatever the scenario is. Because, and here's the thing, fuck the police forever into eternity, and I don't give a fuck how anybody feels about it. I'm going to stand by this until it, until I see a clear motherfucking change, until I see some hoe-ass police going to jail for murdering black people, shooting black people in the back, run up in black people's house for no reason, or run up in the wrong house, tearing a motherfucking house up, not asking no question, pulling motherfucking door down, dragging people out of their car, holding guns to people's head, putting tasers on people, handcuffing people and kicking them in the face and slamming on the ground and breaking arms and breaking teeth and breaking spines and breaking fucking lives it's fuck the police forever period and if you a motherfucking police and you feel some type of way about a bitch go to your motherfucking precinct and talk to the motherfuckers that you work with don't say shit to me because i am just a citizen out here trying to live my motherfucking life and not be murdered by y'all ho ass so thank you so much and fuck you for life okay I'm sorry, I got so in-depth into the emotions I was going through. You know, it's just frustrating that you would expect a motherfucking police officer to come to the scene, de-escalate, have a conversation, sort out who's right, who's wrong, get the woman out of there, get her her money back, or give them, you know, file a report, get names, and then go about the day. But for them to come to come to the fucking Waffle House and escalate to the point of push throwing this woman on the ground and exposing her body, nah, that's not protecting and serving. That's some bullshit. That's some whole shit. And, you know, it only fuels the people who think it's cute to call the police on black people, who think, oh, I don't want you out. I don't want to see you out here. I don't want you in my area. I don't want I don't want you to just live your fucking life. I want to have power over somebody, something at some point. So I'm going to call the police. And instead of the fucking police showing up like, ma'am, what? You know, put your hands behind your back, bitch. You're going to jail. Instead of that being the response, they get there and turn the fuck up. And listen. I know some people say shit like, well, what did she say? It don't fucking matter. It don't fucking matter. It, there's nothing she could have said that was enough for them to slam her the fuck on the ground. No, you're not going to tell me that. And expose her breasts in, in, in front of the whole ass Waffle House. No. Because I doubt very seriously she was going to fuck off that hard where they felt like their life was in danger. And the the people inside of this Waffle House were a threat because it was already reported that she wasn't. I'm sure she probably had some real quick motherfucking comebacks and some actually, though, <laughs> first of all. Yeah. And I know sometimes some people don't know how to deal with that. What you not going to do, people don't know how to deal with. Bitch, some people don't know how to deal with. A, would you please get out my face? But if you are a police officer, you should know how to deal with that. You should know how to speak to people and you should know how to de-escalate. Because they don't have no problem de-escalating some, some fucking white boy with a gun that done shot up a whole ass school, mall, church, uh, office building. They don't have no problem de-escalating. Please put the gun down. Please, sir. You don't want to do this. Guy, come on. Just put the gun down. Sir, please. I don't want to. Sir, put the gun down. No, if, calm down. I know we're here for you. We're listening. No, we're, we got your mom coming. I want my fucking mom. We're going to get your mom. Son, please put the gun. Son, please. I don't want it, son. Okay, just put the gun. Pop. 
please don't shoot at us anymore, sir. If we're, we're here to help. We have a lot of kids out here. Please, sir, calm down. Okay, what we're going to do, we're going to get some pizza. You want some pizza? Okay, we're going out. We're going to get you some pizza. You want a Coke? You want a cold Coca-Cola? We're going to get you a Coca-Cola. I know how much you like Coca-Cola. I want fucking Coca-Cola. I want my mom. We, we got your mom coming down. Okay, just put the gun down, sir. Please, just, okay, don't point the gun anymore. We just want to get, we just, what, what do you need? I want my fucking, yeah. They'll do that shit for three and four fucking hours. They can fucking calm his old crazy ass down. But the black girl that just want her money back for the utensils got to get slammed to the ground and have her titty pop out. <sighs> fuck the police. Speaking of fuck the police, we might as well keep it going. Um, You know what? I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> in other fucking racist white people news. And I don't want to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it the whole episode, but I, I gave you all some other shit. But I can't not report what the fuck is going on. Um, this is in Ohio. A white man is caught on video stalking a black dude, calling him, calling him a nigger, just like, you're a fucking nigger. And the black dude, of course, is taping because I don't, at this point, white people do, like, white people ask your racist cousins and aunts and shit, do they... Think about the camera being on or is the racism so overpowering? Like, is it, you know how the Incredible Hulk, when he about to change and they can't calm this nigga down, like it's a certain point where he's, like the green vein is coming up in his neck and he's already like, the, the side of his sleeve is busting out. Is that what racism is? Like, is that what being racist is to racist? Like, is it a certain point where they just cannot think clearly where they racism? Like, I saw a video of a white dude fucking taunting the shit out of this black dude. Now, this black dude is trying to mind his own ass life. He's walking up, man, you better get the fuck. Just gone, man, gone. You fucking, you're a fucking, you know what? I, I, I would call you a nigga. I'm going to fucking, fucking yelling the black dude. It's like, yo, bruh. Leave me the fuck alone. But this white dude is so, he just, it's like he cannot stop himself. And then when a, when a black dude finally fucking punched this man with the strength of Jim Brown and goddamn Nat Turner, I'm telling you, this man, this was like a slave adogan, the, the equivalent of an adogan, but for slaves. Like, I'm telling you, he brought the power of fucking 87,000 acres of cotton and smacked this motherfucker like, bow, like, <sighs> And I'm, I'm going to be honest, like a little part of me had an orgasm. It was amazing. But I just wonder if that's what being a racist is like. They just, they can't stop until they, you know what I mean? Like it's past the point of no return. It just got to fucking say it, right? So black man minding his own business, walking and you know, well, what happened is the black dude, um, the white dude is driving crazy and not doing what he's supposed to do. And he gets mad because the black dude cut him off. And then so he's, you're a fucking nigger. And he's like, oh, I'm a nigger. I just want to let you know you're a nigger. You want to let me know I'm a nigger? Yeah, I'll let you personally know how much of a nigger you are. So I'm a nigger because I can't read 
because you can't read stop sign because you're a rude nigger. You cut me off in the lane. You cut me off because you feel entitled. And you know what that is. You know, that's that's code for uppity nigger shit. That's code for, oh, you think you better than me. That's code for you driving a better car than me. You look like you living a way better life than me. And so now I'm fucking enraged because I'm white. And why do, why am I not living like this? Why am I not looking like this? Why, why is this white black person out here like elevating better than I am. That's all that shit is. And then he like, okay, well, so um, <clears throat> thank you for calling me a nigger and show me how stupid you are. Uh, have a good day, sir. Enjoy your life. And you know that probably <sighs> sent that motherfucker over the edge. So the video is post, post to Facebook. And, of course, you know, social media goes in, honey. When these white people, Barbecue Becky had her life ruined in like, Three hours. Legit in three hours, they had this bitch home address, where she worked, how many years she'd been on a job, what elementary school she went to, some old pictures of her in elementary school. They had pictures of her at a dance contest one time when she was, like, in college and she was on spring break and she was out there shaking her ass with, like, social media is the CIA for black people. And I'm just telling you right now, you fuck around and have your shit on, <laughs> okay. Get caught in a motherfucking racist ass video and see how fast social media will ruin your whole ass life. It's like, it's like computers are whirling. I feel like it's a room with black people in it. It's a few white people. They will get that motherfucking information. Oh, uh, so craft, this how y'all employ. Like they will straight tweet at the company. You will lose everything. This guy happened to have his own business and now his business is ruined, but he's on the news. <laughs> It was an awful mistake, and obviously, I don't know how to explain it, and it's ruined my life, and it's ruined my family's life. I'm out of business. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'll never work in Columbus again. This has completely and thoroughly ruined my life. Guess what, bitch? Good. Fuck you. How did it, it, it floors me that people feel like they can be racist. They can be horrible to people. They can, they can make other people feel like they're not supposed to exist in the world, not supposed to be in this space, not supposed to breathe air, not supposed to have happiness, joy, the right to any liberty, no justice, nothing. But they're, but then they're supposed to just live their best life in the world. And they just have the right to like, I can never understand what that thinking is. How do you just fucking feel like your life supersedes everybody else? Yeah, I get it. Yes, you want to have safety and you want to have joy and you want to have family and 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 whatever the fuck. But just this feeling and idea that nobody else nobody else is supposed to have it just because they don't look like you. Why the fuck? Who the fuck decided that? Like that's the shit. Anyway, so his life is ruined. And now he want to cry foul. Uh, fuck you, sir. Your life is ruined good, bitch. I hope you don't never leave your motherfucking house again. Ho, I hope you can't go to the fucking grocery store without motherfuckers yelling at you. I hope your motherfucking ass, I hope you and your wife can't go out to a motherfucking dinner, bitch, without people coming up to your table like, you a racist son of a bitch. I hope, I hope your motherfucking kids hate your guts. I hope your kids have to move away from home, bitch, so you, because they can't associate themselves with you, ho. I hope you can't do shit. I'm telling you, the shit that I hope for you is go, I, some of this shit I can't even say on here because i know somebody gonna bring it up later sidebar i'm probably gonna delete all these episodes right before i'm about to get rich and famous so <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're gonna be like hey, what about black ass podcast i have no idea what you're talking about 
I have no idea. What? What is the? It sounds amazing. What is? What is this that you speak of? <laughs> that sounds. Uh. Wow. Um. I wish there was some recording of it, but unfortunately, I threw my computer into <laughs> a metal grinder. <laughs> I'm not gonna do. I'm so doing that. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck barbecue Becky. Fuck the bitch that called the police on the girl trying to sell some goddamn water in front of the building. Fuck the old bitch that was trying trying to get secure, trying to get a business permit from a little black boy selling cookies or candy outside the supermarket. Fuck the fuck the white dude that wanted this black woman's permit to get in the pool at the fucking apartment complex that she lives in. Fuck the white bitch that called the police on the black woman who was standing in the in her fucking doorway to waiting for her Uber to stop the rain, you know, to get out of the rain. Fuck all of y'all. And it's so crazy because I was thinking like, yo, I'm going to just start calling police on fucking white people for no reason. But then I realized that's not even who the fuck I am. Like the thought of seeing a white person just going for a run with their dog or they got their kids, you know, doing some shit, jumping on something. And it, ne it never enters my soul to say, I'm going to call the police. Like, do you know what kind of level of evil it takes to see a person who's legit not doing anything that is hurting you, that's that's obstructing you, that's illegal, that is in any way impeding on your day-to-day -day and thinking, fuck that. I'm about to call the police. You know, like, what do you... I don't even want to know like I pose a question, but I don't want to. I don't want to know what kind of evil that is. I don't even want to. Like I felt like even if I had like psychic abilities, I wouldn't even want to see into that person's soul because I know that shit would be black. You have to be black in your fucking soul to call the police on a kid that's selling ice cream or selling fucking lemonade or selling juices and candy and chips, trying to raise money for whatever the fuck. If your first instinct isn't to go over there and say, hey, what you selling? Let me have all of it. Let me have something. Let me let me just try to support you in some way. If that's not your first instinct, if your instinct is, I'm going to fucking call the police. Ugh. Jump off of something tall, bitch, and kill yourself. This world is, ugh, ugh, gross. You just, you're a waste of fucking space. Kill yourself. And I mean that shit. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Um, last story. Uh, Anne Hathaway was getting, is getting a lot of kudos for her post on Instagram regarding the horrible death, murder, I'm sorry, of Nia Wilson, the young black girl that was killed on the public transportation system in Oakland by a crazed fucking white man because racism you know what i'm saying and her post read the murder of nia wilson may she rest in power and peace she was denied here 
she was denied here is unspeakable and must not be met with silence. She is not a hashtag. She was a black woman and she was murdered in cold blood by a white man. White people, including me, including you, must take into the marrow of our privileged bones the truth that all black people fear for their lives daily in America and have done so for generations. White people do not have equivalents for this fear of violence. Given those givens, we must ask our white selves how decent are we really not in our intent, but in our actions and our lack of action, peace and prayers and justice for Nia and the Wilson family. Note these comments are for this post are closed. <laughs> the comments for this post are closed. Uh, Cause I already know she, and what she knew she like, mm -mm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to even, I said what I said. That was the equivalent of, I said what I said, hashtag Nene voice. Um, and I think that's great. I think I think that's a I think it's powerful. I think it needs to be said. It's a conversation that white people need to deal and have with themselves. That's white people getting your white people. Kudos to her for that, because we've been saying it. You know, I don't know how much more we can say it. It's what we're saying at all times. It's why we're in the street. It's why black people kneel. It's why we, you know, our own social media. It's why we go so hard on bitches like Barbecue Becky and fucking Pooh Paul and the rest of these hoes, right? It's the reason why we take, I take joy in bitches like the dude that lost his job in Ohio because this is, they, they, there is a comfort in our discomfort from people like this. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they don't hear it from us. So hopefully some fucking racist ass white person that love Princess Bride or whatever the fuck. Um, I feel like it's a white dude too. It's like one of them fucking dude bro ass white dudes, but low key love Princess Bride and suck a dick. But um he <laughs> Maybe he'll be the person that can hear this. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, what the fuck else can black people say? What the fuck else can black people do? Listen, March where? We have marched on every fucking surface of this country. I can't imagine that there's any part outside of a fucking mountaintop that we haven't been with signs and a fucking chanting and a bullhorn and crying and, and it's still police. Like, how the fuck? Why we can't just be on a mountain and be angry? No, they, we, it's still going to be police around us. So what, what the fuck are we getting out of marching? At this point, there's nothing we can do except vote except be a part of the political system except find ways to galvanize ourselves come together and economically make change economically find a way to pull our power economically other than that it's just gonna be us waiting for the next hashtag, it's going to be us looking for the next racist white person that we can put on blast and ruin their fucking life. And that's our little bit of reparations, our, 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 our fucking sandwich dust of reparations, because that's all the fuck we getting out here. As we're and as we try to process and figure out what we can do to 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 mentally, emotionally, psychologically take care of ourselves and maintain until the next bullshit happens. But um, thank you, Anne Hathaway. Um, hopefully more white people will try to get their white people. And, you know, this, as great as it is, it's also still just like, 
what else? And I don't know what that what else is, but you know, what what else? I, I'm anyway. I'm so tired, y'all. When I I'm so tired. I just want to get on Facebook. I want to get on social media. I want to read something great. I want to see something beautiful. I want to see kids dancing and having fun. I want to see, you know, happiness and not have to get online and look, read and see about five stories of black people being shot by police. There are five black people right now that have been murdered by police since like five stories that I didn't do because I just can't. I just can't. For my own mental health, I can't. But thank y'all so much. For <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening, man. Um, it's always a pleasure to bring y'all whatever is on my heart to say thank y'all so much for uh, listening. If you're not following the podcast, make sure you are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Black Ass Podcast. Of course, you can follow me, hrcomedy.com, for all of my social media. And um, go to my schedule. I have some shows coming up. I'm going to be at Flappers next month. So if you are in L.A., come out. Watch me get down. Um and I will be posting, if you know the start of football season, I'm going to look, but if you know the start of football season, let me know. I'm going to be posting a black-ass movie every big night, like whatever night the football games are coming on primetime TV or whatever. I'm going to be posting a black-ass movie that we can watch together and get our lives because I'm, I have no intention of doing that shit. Um, finally, shout-out to all the Patreon uh, people that are, have donated on Patreon. I love y'all. Y'all are out here saving lives and making making greatness out of me. I appreciate it. Um, and if you would like to join those amazing people who are donating on Patreon, um, you can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash black ass podcast. And you can donate. You can donate to my podcast um, to help me bring y'all the motherfucking podcast. Oh, you know what I haven't done in a while? And I said I was going to do it. Do it. Hey, do it. Do it. Do it. Hey, let's get. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, reading some reviews. This is from Al Pollum. She is brilliant, black, and friggin' hilarious. Ah, Hadia Robinson is brilliant. No, not simply smart, sharp, hyper-observant, and on point about life, society, people, and people's BS, but brilliant. And so effing hilarious, and she does it all by herself. She is the only person I know that can host a podcast by herself and literally grab your attention, grab it, grab your interest, grab it, and keep it through the entirety of the show and never let go. Picture a comic book where the bully's face, where the bully grabs the skinny hero by his shirt and pulls him up to his face. That's what Hadia does to your attention and interest. And she keeps you galvanized. Listening to her throughout the show. I'm talking rapt attention. <laughs> Listen, sidebar, Alpalum, 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 
thank you. I haven't even finished. There's more. But let me just stop and say, please send me the link to your novel because I have to read it. This writing is on point and it's about me. <laughs> Back to the review. I literally binged over three days and listened to nearly an entire year of her show without missing a beat and laughed, learned, cried. Yes, she gets into some deep stuff. She poses as a simple comedian poses as simply a comedian but it's obvious that she's very very educated and informed about history black history in particular she's a treasure trove of knowledge was inspired was angered listen the show is great hadia is great and she does her own sound effects Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate it. I am just, you know, at this point, you know, I, when I'm recording a podcast, now in my head, I feel like I'm talking to my mom. Like, it's just me talking to my mom. So, you know, it it truly is a pleasure. And just for such a detailed and eloquent review and just, Thank you. That was a bunch of paragraphs, and you did that for me. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, House of Mosaic says, I just heen to hear Hadia laugh, and my day is made. I support this podcast on Patreon, and so should you. Keep it coming, H. Thank you, House of Mosaic. Yes, you better come on in this black-ass village. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um thank you. Sometimes I'm recording and like I'm laughing to myself and I'm like, damn, are people laughing? But when y'all tell me that y'all laughing, when y'all tell me like, bitch, I fell off the treadmill and I almost drove off the road and not that I want y'all to get hurt, but that makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, Mark Bacon said, but the show can run a little long, full disclosure. I think any show longer than 30 minutes is too long. Hadia is always on point, but I'd rather hear her more often for shorter periods of time. Listen, Mark Bacon, you can't have everything you want. How about this? You listen to half the podcast one day and then come back and listen to the last 30 minutes on the next day, goddammit. <laughs> but thank you so much for your review. She's it's titled She's Great, and I agree. Now I'm mad though, cause you didn't spell my name all kind of some way wrong. H-I-D-A-Y-A-H. Hid Yaya. <laughs> Mark. You ain't black. I could tell. <laughs> hit Yaya. <laughs> you ain't going to hit me with the damn office supervisor goddamn spelling. That's what you're not going to do, Mark Bacon. That's what you're not going to do. Thank you so much, Mark Bacon, for your review. Um, <laughs> UA, USAF CMS Sergeant. I, it's US United States Army something CMS CM Sergeant. Whoever's in the military, y'all tell me what that means. I got five stars. Thank you. It said excellent. Delightfully tacky yet completely unrefined. Love it. Delightfully tacky. I'm not mad at that because I know I ain't shit. So I appreciate it. I'm glad it shows me you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, all right. Last review. Um, a a bossy, a bossy. 
Abasio Bosi. I hope I didn't ruin that. I'm sorry. Uh, yo, I listened to you at work in my headphones. I don't know why I gave you a dude's voice. Because this Abasi, Abasi, it might be a girl's voice. Okay, I'm going to read it medium. It can go either way. Yo, I listened to a pop. I listened to you at work in my headphones when I'm surrounded by all my white coworkers. I don't know how I survived without your podcast for so long. Thanks for giving me some quality entertainment. No problem. I love the idea of black people listening to this podcast with their white coworkers and just snickering, snickering and giggling like <coughs> they do be doing that. <coughs> oh, nothing. <coughs> I'm coughing. You know the AC kind of high in here. <coughs> yeah, that oh mayonnaise ass. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your reviews once again. If you haven't already, please drop some stars into the review section on iTunes as well as write up whatever is in your spirit to say. That's good. <laughs> and let me know how you feeling, man. And like, um, what is it? House of Mosaic said, um, support this podcast. Um, Patreon.com slash Black Ass Podcast. Okay. Um, All right, this is going on longer than I had anticipated. Thank y'all so much once again. I'm so happy that I finally got an episode up. And everybody, um, y'all have a great week. Welcome Welcome to season three. I'm out. Peace.